Hello and welcome back to another not-so-fantastic Any Given Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, well, I'm your only host today, Ethan Simpson. Brendan Ward unfortunately couldn't make it. He is having some, best way to put it is a sore throat. My guy's got a sore throat. He was out probably in the pumpkin patch doing whatever married guys do this time of year. I don't know. Not married, never been married, so I couldn't tell you. But I can tell you one thing, and that one thing is something needs to change. Something needs to change inside of this Cleveland Browns organization. Because after yesterday, after, not just yesterday, after the Atlanta game, after the Jets game, uh, what is happening within this organization they come out looking like looking like the cream of the crop all right maybe not the cream of the crop but they're looking like hey this could be a playoff team they're looking like the cream of the crop of the AFC North that's what they're doing and they come out first half firing off on all cylinders they're they're making the plays they're driving down the field they're getting into scoring position and they're executing and scoring Fantastic. That's what these guys are paid to do. That's why these guys are making millions and millions and millions of dollars. But what the hell happens in the second half of every single one of these games? It's it's like they forget that they're NFL players. They forget that it's 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 winner. It, Okay, maybe not win or go home, but they forget that it's, you're fighting for a playoff. Hell, some of those guys are fighting for just a spot in the NFL, a spot on that roster. And they're sitting out there, they're playing, they're playing like a, like a high school football. I, I wouldn't even call it a high school football game because high school football kids play with more heart than that. And I'm not saying that these guys don't have heart. That That's not, that's not fair to say to to a lot of those guys. The thing that, that I would say, I, I don't really know what, what, what I would, what I would put the correct term to put in, in that situation, in the situation, the way that they played, because it seems like they all care and all want to be here. This is not the 2016 Cleveland Browns. Though they, though it was a lot easier to watch the 2016 Cleveland Browns. A lot of you are probably disagreeing with me right now, shaking your head in your car, at your house, watching this on your phone or laptop, wherever you watch it, however you watch it, whatever. Or if you're just listening to it, you're probably disagreeing with me right now. The 2016 Cleveland Browns were easier to watch than the 2022 Cleveland Browns. The team that didn't win a single game is easier was easier to watch than watching this team we have right now. You would rather watch you would rather watch that team not win a single game and Chris McNeil having his perfect perfect season parade outside of the stadium. No, obviously not. Obviously, I love watching the Browns win. And obviously, I'm a diehard Browns fan. 
the reason I say that 2016 was easier to watch was because we knew that wasn't a good team. Come on now. Really? You, if anybody sat there and thought that Deshaun Kaiser was the, was the answer to all of our prayers, like anybody does the second a new quarterback comes in or a new quarterback is drafted or, or a backup starts to look decent. And don't get me wrong, I'm extremely guilty of all that. I have a Brian Hoyer, I have multiple Brian Hoyer jerseys. I still talk about Brian Hoyer in 2022. That was 2014, my guys. All right? I don't get me wrong. I still get hyped up watching Kaiser out there. I got hyped up when we got Josh McCown. I, Tyrod Taylor, RG3. I was all for it. Because, hey, that's what I was conditioned to do. But you start to get a little taste of the sweet life what you saw from them Yinzers, what they were going through down in Pittsburgh, and you said, okay, hey, I, I kind of like that. I like that. You get a little taste of what's going on in New England, a little chowder. Hey, hey, this winning chowder, huh? Put a little Old Bay on there, that tastes good. And look, I, I'm not even talking about Baker Mayfield. I'm so over that. Like I said, once the season starts, the whole... Baker Mayfield thing, I'm done with it. He's just another guy. Once once that game is played, once that game starts, I'm rooting for the Cleveland Browns. Once week one, once kickoff started, it was it was no longer, you know, it's Baker my, hey, Baker's my guy. I'm a Baker guy, right? I'm a Baker bro. No, no, no. That, that all went out the window the second they kicked off. And, and it really hasn't come back. I You see the problems that Baker has in Carolina. And and you're going to have that. They just fired Matt Rule today. Yeah, anybody could have seen that coming. But, hey, that that's another fan base's problem. We have Nick Chubb. We have Amari Cooper. I'll, we have Kareem Hunt. I'll say it. We have Donovan Peoples-Jones. Look, he is not he's not a pro bowler, but he can get the job done. He can be a workhorse for this team and get the ball into positions where we can score points. We obviously have we obviously have the defense, Miles Garrett, no brainer. Unfortunately, Jadavion Clowney is still plagued by that ankle injury, so he hasn't seen the field recently it, it's just all the pieces seem to almost be there this, this all the pieces seem to almost be there but yet this team you just can't find the three pieces the three pieces you need they're under the couch the dog ate them uh the cat put them in its litter box or something you just can't find it and it's sitting there on the table almost complete That's been the Cleveland Browns since 2017. Sorry, 2018. That has been the Cleveland Browns for that long. We've almost been there. The the pieces are almost there. This team should be undefeated, but there's still those pieces. And there's almost, there is the, one of the biggest pieces a team needs. And I'm not talking about the quarterback. I'm talking about the head coach 
I'm talking about the Commander-in-Chief. Okay. Kevin Stefanski. Because that's what NFL team need. They need the leadership. It starts at the top. Once you start calling these wackadoo, lazy plays, you think you're outsmarting everybody. Well, I played a pen. Did you guys know? You guys know I went to pen. Yeah, yeah, you, uh... <laughs> You common folk in Cleveland wouldn't know this, but I went to Penn. Where'd you go, Tri-C? <laughs> if that. Kent Reed, Kent Wright, Kent State. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, get the hell out of here. And then you got Andrew Barry. Andrew Barry did make a move today. I did like that, and I'll address that later on. But you can't have these Ivy League guys in there thinking they, they know everybody and they're out, they think they're outsmarting other defenses, other head coaches, other teams. No, you're, you're outsmarting yourself. Once you start overthinking and overcomplicating things, then you're just defeating yourself. That's a simple job right there. Hey, hey, that's a simple job. Why don't you go paint that fence? And then you start thinking, well, well, here, here's, here's ways, here, here's ways I can, I can paint this faster. You start Tom Sawyer. Hey, hey, I can, I can pay these kids. I can pay these people to paint this so I can go mess around. Whatever. Start overthinking it, and the job doesn't get done. That, it's simple as that. Look at the play calling. Look at this play calling all year. He tries to do these stupid-ass plays that don't seem to be ending up and going anywhere except for in-the-loss columns with games that are given to you. We should have beat the Jets. I'm sorry. Sorry, Daryl. My apologies to the Mr. Mr. Daryl Ryder. The Cleveland Browns should have beat the Jets. The Cleveland Browns should have beat the Atlanta Falcons. The Cleveland Browns should have beat the Smog City Chargers. But they didn't. And why didn't they? Why didn't there? I mean, it's all there. There's a few pieces missing to this puzzle. And you could say it's Jacoby Brissett, which Jacoby Brissett is not the answer. Duh. Back of quarterback. We know that. He puts the players in the position to score. What he's supposed to do as a backup quarterback. But you see him in recent games trying to force plays. Once you start trying to force a play, Jacoby, that's when you throw goal line interceptions at the end of the game. And, and this is a drastic moment. This is win or lose right there. And instead of just taking the ball and running towards the end zone... What you thought of? You thought about doing that. You decided, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it over there to Omari Cooper. Hey, you know what? These two defenders in the way, eh. They'll let it go. They'll let it go through, no problem. No, that that's just not that's <laughs> if that was how football was played, nobody would be watching it. Because it would be uh People on Sunday trying to get into their their church. Oh, hi, thank you. Yeah, come right in. 
there'd be an 86-year-old woman instead of a, a 24, 25-year-old uh, prime athlete. If, if that's how football was, everybody would be doing it. Everybody would be in the NFL. So for Jacoby to watch that play develop and stop himself, he thought about it. He was going for the end zone. He stopped himself and tossed that ball. I mean, just an absolute boneheaded play. That right there should have ended the game. I mean, it was the end of the game. Everybody that saw that was like, oh, God damn it. Motherfucking Jacoby. I was sitting here. I was sitting here praising you and, oh, we don't look that bad. And some of you guys were sitting at home like I was sitting there praising you. I said, hey, Deshaun who? Let's start this guy. Hey, $230 million. Let's just fucking throw it away. That's what a lot of people were saying. But they they weren't saying that on Sunday. Fourth quarter, coming down. Not when Jacoby made that boneheaded play. And he manned up to it. I'll give him that in the post, post-game press conference. He manned up to it. But how many more times do we have to listen to this? These guys out there, hey, I made a mistake. I got I, That's not me. Well, clearly it was you. Unless somebody else took that number seven jersey and decided to become 6'4", and got access to the field, then it then it was you, Jacoby. But all the blame's not on Jacoby. Cade York, two missed, two missed field goals. That's another thing we'll get into here in a second. Jacoby Brissett, man, that I was I was on Team Jacoby. Obviously not starting him over Deshaun Watson. That's just insane because Deshaun Watson is worth too much money. Too much of the Cleveland Browns money has gone into Deshaun Watson's pocket and it's guaranteed. If that dude, if he has an injury like Baker Mayfield, I want to see him out there like Baker. Because that's far too much money to be sitting on the bench. And as I said that, I realized how stupid that sounded. Because I would immediately get him that surgery because that is far too much money to be throwing away by having him out there injured. That was insanity and that was on me. That was real time realizing I just sounded like a fool. Sometimes you got to think before you speak. But, man, such a boneheaded play. But he wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only one that made boneheaded plays. So right there, you're sitting there like, damn, man. Here we go. Chargers are just going to run the clock down. Until the Browns can't have the ball. There's no time to develop any sort of play. Fourth down. Oh, they're what they're not they're not going for, they're leaving Herbert out there. What the hell are these guys thinking? You should have heard old man Tom. Old man Tom was sitting there yelling, he's like, These guys are fucking idiots. these guys are idiots. My God. Are you kidding me? These guys this coach should be fired. My God. He was going nuts. He couldn't believe it. He still can't believe it. Over 24 hours later, and he still cannot believe it. And I couldn't believe it either. (laughs) I, I get it trusting Justin Herbert, but come on now. That, that was a wild, wild call. But you know what? That's for the, 
Los Angeles fans to talk about while they're while they're having thirty dollar espresso. <laughs> Get out of here. So they go for fourth down. The Browns and Jacoby Brissett. Hey, look at these guys. They get a chance. Just like they've gotten a chance in every single game that they've been losing in. They get another chance. They're coming down the field. That's what you expect. You expect them to come out and bring, oh, I don't know, the best running back statistically in the league right now. The guy whose numbers don't lie. The guy who's leading the league. Yeah, we'll bring him out. We'll get him into field goal range. No, no, no. Let's not do that. No, don't do that. Let's pass the ball. Let's just make these asinine passes. Bombing it down to the end zone. No, let's just, yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's go for that. What a asinine play that was. What an asinine drive that was. And that is the reason why I said, okay, that's it. We need to get rid of Kevin Stefanski. He needs to go into that locker room and resign. Because if you... And, and I get it, you can't, you can't rely just on Nick Chubb. And you can't rely on Kareem Hunt to come out here and make uh, make a couple plays and get it down. You know, they, they, not make a couple plays, make every single play. And you can't expect, expect Amari Cooper to make all these plays. Because it's just not going to happen. So what do they do? They keep, they keep trying to force it. Just a bunch of incompletions until it's fourth down. Well, hey, it's fourth down. We got Cade York. Let's just toss him out there. 54-yard field goal. Hey, why not? We've been talking about how automatic this kid is all offseason from the second we drafted him in the fourth round. Hey, this kid's automatic. Only kicker taken in this draft. Let's go. This kid's confidence isn't shot, and I'm not making excuses for the, for Cade York. Because, look, you've missed easy easy extra points. So I'm not making any excuses for this guy. This guy needs to be working. He, he probably should, he should probably just roll out a sleeping bag and a cot and sleep inside a first energy stadium. And from the second he wakes up till the second he goes to sleep, he needs to be out there kicking field goals and watching tape and, and talking with Phil Dawson about, Hey, Phil. Yeah. Hey, Phil, what am I doing wrong here? You put up those flags to to judge the to judge the weather. What should I be doing here? Because the, missing extra points is unacceptable, which he did not miss in this game. He was four for four. Fantastic, did his job there. But when it came to field goals, zero oh for two, and the last one. My God, why not put him out there on 54 yards after our offense didn't do anything to help him? No, we just decided to try to bomb it down the field, right? Let's go. You don't you don't get any you don't get any more points or or any more uh it, it doesn't boost your rankings if you win by a touchdown or an extra point. I'm sorry, a field goal. If you don't, uh, a touchdown and a field goal. You don't get any any higher rating. Your power rankings don't go up. 
So why would you not try to just get him a little bit closer? Just a little bit closer. No, no, no. He's automatic. We've been we've been talking about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have thought that they had Justin Tucker out there. You would have thought that when I saw the Sunday Night Crew go out there with Justin Tucker to win that game, I was like, yeah, duh, it's Justin Tucker. He's a vet. He knows what he's doing. If it was Adam Vinatieri, yeah, he knows what he's doing. Phil Dawson, he knows what he's doing. A rookie that you're going to put out there who's already, whose confidence is already shot because of these missed field goals. You're going to put him out there and be like, hey, hey man, no pressure. No pressure, but hey, uh, can you give me another one of those, uh, those game winners? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just ignore everything that every single person in the city of Cleveland has said about you. And 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 ignore everything that they're saying about you on sports talk in, in, in Ohio. Yeah, man, ignore that. Yeah, let me get another one of those game-winning field goals. Yeah, but let me not let, let me let me do everything I can not to help you out. But we'll, we're going to blame it on you. The second that happens, we're going to blame it on you and the backup quarterback. Not on the coach's play calling, just on you guys. My god. And and let's not even start talking about defensive plays getting blown out obviously Denzel Ward going out with a being evaluated for a concussion not good look I hate on Denzel Ward but I but I will give him props I'll give him credit where credit's due I'm not going to sit there and hate on him all the time when he gets an interception there you go Denzel I'm fair like that I, I, I think I'm fair enough I'm a fair enough guy to be given, I'll, I'll give him his props. I'll give anybody their props where it's due. Cleveland Baseball Club, hey, there you go. You guys outplayed the Tampa Bay Rays. Congratulations. Now you got to deal with the Yankees. Now I'm actually, now I'm actually rooting, you could say, for the Cleveland Guardians. I'm not I'm not out there like, hey, this is my team. This is these are my guys. It's a, the normal postseason. You start rooting for other teams. You pull for other teams. I'm pulling the most for the Cleveland baseball club. Some people be like, dude, you you're talking all that smack. You're you're talking all that smack, dude. You're talking all that race smack. Yeah, I'm still talking all that smack. But I'm still pulling for the Cleveland Guardians. Maybe not to win the whole thing, but definitely go deep in there. Why? Why do you say? You know how much money that team could bring to the city of Cleveland? Everybody going out to their different bars, restaurants, going to the games, paying for parking, getting dinner before the games, buying drinks downtown Cleveland, buying whatnot. Come on now. You got you got a roof for that because that's the hometown. Okay, back to the defense. That's the number one thing right there. Joe Woods. Joe Woods has to be the biggest problem with that defense. Because, like I've said, I will give Denzel Ward credit where it's due. 
Grant Delpit, credit where it's due. I'll give all those guys credit where it's due. But when you're running a zone defense the whole time on, on when clearly it should be man coverage. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. You just put them out there in zone and you wonder why your guys are getting their ankles broken. They're getting blown out. Seriously, they're getting smoked because this guy has, uh, what does this guy have, 10 yards to make a move? Yeah, no shit that they're they're looking like garbage. Because you're putting them in that situation. You're calling these plays that are putting this team, those defenders, and the fans in terrible situations. I don't want to sit here and, and be dragging down Cleveland Browns players. No, man, I want to be I want to be celebrating with a 4-0 team, a 5-0 team. Which very well could be happening. But it's not. Because of poor, mismanaged plays by the guys who should be leading this team to victory. It starts at the top. These guys are just taking orders, right? These are the guys calling the plays, and these guys are executing these plays. But when they're calling plays that these guys can't exactly execute to the fullest potential. Execute to the fullest potential. Is that the right term? Execute to the best of their ability? Would that be the right term? I wish... See, this This is why... I'm always like, you know what, I need Brendan here. Brendan's the guy, he keeps kind of everything tight. He's got the schedule. He's not the madman that just rambles and rants, comes up with these hot takes. He's got the schedule. Once again, it's the Ethan Show. Welcome to the Ethan Simpson Show. It's madness, it's anger. We're yelling. We're talking about backup quarterbacks. We're talking about coaches that need fired. We're talking about secondary that isn't there. That's You know what? That secondary was probably still a progressive field. They probably switched spots. Because you had Tristan McKenzie. You had Oscar Gonzalez. You had all those guys. You had Austin Hedges. You had the whole team at First Energy Stadium. They were out at the lake. I think the secondary switched spots and they went down to the gateway. They were hanging out at Jacobs Field. That's what it seemed like. But my goodness, does Joe does Joe Woods need fired? Fire Joe Woods. Fire. Fire, Joe, Woods. Cause my God, what a what a what an idiot! What a horrible play caller. He has no clue. He just goes in there. And he's like, you can do this, 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 and this. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna find this scheme that completely is not what you guys are about. No blitzes, zone defense. What a bunch of horseshit! I mean, come on. What a just a lazy. What is this? Just some kind of West Coast style defense. This is AFC North football. This is smash mouth football. You can't be out there picking dandelions and zone defense. You can't you can't not blitz these guys. Are you kidding me? 
What did they put up? 200-something yards in rushing on the Cleveland Browns? That's the real problem here, folks. That's who you should be pissed about. And I see, I got these guys tweeting, these Cleveland sports guys tweeting that, that it's not the play caller's fault. That we shouldn't be calling for the play callers to be fired. That we should be mad at the players. Look, I understand being mad at players. I'm mad at players all the time constantly but you can't stretch out these guys you can't stretch out these guys to the point where it's like the point where Nick Chubb's like hey give me a little fucking help here I don't have anybody you can't do that when when you're doing that man you should be fired that's just idiotic play calling and and knock it off with this stupid ass Ivy League BS analytics. My God, it didn't work before. It didn't work when Moneyball was here. It's not going to work now. So knock it off, dude. Seriously, stop that nerd shit. It is so annoying. It is It is so mind-numbingly stupid when you try to put these numbers into a sport. Like, I understand, dude, in baseball, baseball they've calculated that for years baseball comes down to a science once you start trying to do this science to football and and you have these you're like okay well analytically here uh you have a 65 uh you have a 40 percent uh chance compared to a 60 percent chance um and it's not gonna work out some dumb nerd stuff I don't know. Only time I care about numbers is when they don't lie. Only time I care about numbers is when it show your work. 19, 1, 14, 81 adds up to 313. People didn't understand that. They said this isn't a real math equation. This is uh this is gibberish. My Kent State post. Brennan, I'm gonna need it up right here so people know what I'm talking about. My Kent State design I made. That's not a real equation. Lightning bolt isn't a symbol in mathematics. We're talking about that offense equals Detroit. Detroit equals at MAC championship. I almost said AFC championship. But it doesn't. AFC championship analytics don't equal up to AFC championship playing football rating the defense Playing good defense as well. I I mean, I just, I can't stand the analytics. It truly is. It truly is nerd shit that doesn't work and it hasn't worked. Look what's going on in Baltimore. They were just talking about it on Sunday Night Football. In Baltimore, they're trying to do the analytics. How many games have they lost because of analytics? More than they've won. And the fans hate it in Baltimore. The fans hate it everywhere. Because this is football. You got to know. You got to know how to call a game. You got to study tape. You got to see how these teams work. And you got to react to it in real time. When these guys are on the field. You got to see how. Because these guys can switch up their scheme anytime. In baseball it's all. Baseball is all about timing, and you you get their swing down to a science. 
because you have point however many seconds from the from when the baseball leaves the pitcher's hand to when it hits the catcher's mitt. You have that much uh, how many milliseconds you have to make a decision to swing. And where your swing is, how your mechanics are. Baseball is completely different than football. It's it's absurd. It's wild. I hate analytics. As you can tell, I hate analytics. And I, I'm just ranting because, like I said, Brendan's not here. He's he's not watching the clock. He's not counting me down. He's not giving me the... Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Shut the hell up. Shut up. Quit yelling into this microphone. So there's no... It, there's. I'm not making any excuses for Jacoby Brissett. I'm not making any excuses for Kate York. What I'm simply doing is just pointing out the facts that, look, yes, this kid should be hitting these field goals. Absolutely. It's what he is. He's a kicker. But, and I know everybody hates the but. Here comes the but. Yeah, but... When you have this young kid fresh out of college, and every game he's sent in there to win the game, that's a little much on a rookie. And and I can hear now, Ian, oh, dude, screw that. No. No. No, man, you're in the NFL. You need to hit that. Yeah, I 100% agree. You need to hit that. But these games shouldn't be coming down to a field goal, which it happens. It's a game. I get it. These are professionals. These are professional athletes. These are the best of the best. But when you have to rely on a kicker to win the game multiple times, or you have to rely on a drive at at the end of the game, when these guys, hey, they're they're not that well under pressure. Jacoby Brissett is a great backup to come in. Great fit for the team. Everybody likes him. He gets the team where they need to be in scoring position, except for when it comes down to those pressure times. He he shouldn't be in that. That's why he's not a starting That's why he is not a starting quarterback on day one rosters. That there people aren't looking at Jacoby Brissett and saying he is the face, he is the future of our franchise. When people pick up, when teams pick up Jacoby Brissett, it's because they say, hey, we need this guy to step in. We need this guy to hold it down until our quarterback can come back from suspension. That's what Jacoby Brissett's here for, and that's what he is doing. And and goddamn Joe Woods... And, and goddamn Kevin Stefanski, the two play callers, the two play callers, yeah, I'm saying it, the two play callers, goddamn them for putting these two guys in this situation. Brissett is a veteran in the league. He is a journeyman. Yes. So he's been there. Belichick saw something in him. Obviously, a lot of other teams have. But you're going to put him in that... Don't put him in that situation. 
he's not a franchise quarterback, a starting quarterback, because he's not supposed to be in those situations. He's not good in those situations. That's why he is not going to have a statue in front of a stadium one day. It's it's just a simple fact. He's doing everything that he can do to put this team into a winning situation. When other people higher above than the players are not allowing their players to put themselves in that situation, that's when things get messed up and look what happened in Carolina. So these guys really need to sit there and reevaluate their play calling decision. Maybe, hey, maybe little Vanny call a couple plays there on offense. Kevo, maybe do that. Maybe take it step back and do your job as a head coach and let the offensive coordinator, hey, let him maybe call a couple plays. Hey, maybe you're not the smartest fucking guy in the room. Have you ever thought about that, dude? So maybe take a step back and let him do his job instead of letting him get this paycheck for virtually uh, uh, pretty much free. I'm just so worked up about these Browns. Good thing I didn't record this after that game. How do you how do you sit there and say essentially I don't I don't care. I don't care about the fans being disappointed. I I don't care that these fans work hard all week, which most of them do, blue collar city in Cleveland area because most of them almost all of them do not live in Cleveland city limits. But hard working blue collar people that spend their money and their time on Sundays to come up to First Energy Stadium and to watch this team. And maybe you should stay out there and look at some of these fans when they're leaving Miles. Maybe you should. Maybe you should spend a little more time looking at the fans than watching Rick and Morty. I don't know. And and I like Miles. I... I don't want to be here saying this about Miles. That's why, that's what pissed me off the most, is when he started doing that, he was going, they are asking him, he was like, man, that, ooh, I got red hot. Whew. I almost lost it. When I saw him do that, I said, you mother, mm, you're going to fucking sit in my face and smirk and roll your eyes, dude? After everybody in Cl- Okay, maybe not everybody, because I heard a lot of people uh, the other way. But after a lot of people were sitting there like, thoughts and prayers, man. Get better soon. People actually believed you swerved out of the way of an animal. They they were sitting there like, thoughts and prayers, man. Hey, Miles, get better soon. We love you. We're, we hope everything's good. You're going to fucking do that to the fans? Right in their face? You're going to do that to them and be like, I don't have to look them in the eye. I get it. You got to look your your teammates in the face. Absolutely. You guys work hard. I'm not I'm not saying that. I am not saying that at all. You guys absolutely work hard. You guys spend that it's your job. 
But to sit there and say, I don't care. I, I don't care what these fans have to say. Yeah, the fans were fucking booing you. How about after that Jets game and they booed you and you're like, that was disrespectful. These fans, that was disrespectful. Well, they're pissed. Because they're pissed they spent their money. They're, they're pissed they spent their money and time to come there and drink a goddamn $16 beer and a $9 hot dog. And watch you guys, once again, shit the bed when it comes down to it. And this is all around. This isn't on the players. This isn't on the coaching staff. This is on both of them. And and yeah, there's guys that get there's guys in the middle that are that are getting heat for no reason, like against the Jets and Nick Chubb saying he should have taken that knee. Nick Chubb would have taken that knee. I would have been pissed. Maybe that's because hey, maybe I just don't know anything about football, right? Hey, you guys played in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys played high school ball. You know, you know everything, right? You, you want to act like, hey, you never touched the field. He never, you never touched on. He never was on the gridiron. He doesn't know anything about football. Hey, I was, I was JV. I was JV in the Portage Trail Conference. I know football. Come on now, I, I know football. I was on the third team in Mountain Union. I know football. I played at Lake Erie College, dog. I know fucking football. Doesn't mean that I'm not sitting there saying, hey, why is he taking a knee when he's about to go up two possessions? They're about to go up 14, technically 13, because New York missed the goddamn field goal, which those are the ones he should be making. But he's about to go up two, two scores, and, and there's no reason he should be taking the knee, especially when the when the ball's put at the, what was it, the three or four yard line? First down marker was at the two. So he's got that. He's going to stop on a dime and put his knee down for that. You're absurd. You're, you're, you're crazy when you sit there and say, blame the players, not, not, not the coaches. Hey, hey, look at Kevin Stefanski's numbers. Kevin Stefanski, hey, he's great. He's fantastic. Yeah, well, he doesn't seem to be fantastic and great when it comes down to it. It comes down to call, play calling. Because that seems to be his fault is under pressure. But hey, man, he's cool. I see all these middle-aged women. Hey, he's hot. He's a hot coach. Oh, gee, Willie, he sure is attractive. All right. Cool. He he, he might be a... Ma'am, he might be attractive to you, but he is dumber than a box of rocks when it comes down to grind time. Dumber than a box rock. Can't do it. Man, I wish I could take callers. I wish I could take callers. I'd call up Ian. If I had the way... I mean, I probably could on this. Maybe we'll figure that out next time. Maybe we'll figure out a way that I could be calling some people, getting these, getting this audio in here. Now that would be fun. Get some people's takes on this. Some not so tech savvy people, but boy, oh boy, did that grind my gears! And now here I am. What's this time at? Forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes of yelling into a microphone connected to a laptop in an empty room because Brendan's throat hurts, and now I look like the insane person. 
I look like the insane person because the Cleveland Browns make me insane. Okay? I should get that sure. I'm not insane. The Cleveland Browns make me insane. Like those people that guns don't kill people. People kill people. Or whatever. Any kind of slogan people have like that. Whatever. Give one of those Walmart shirts with the slogan on them. I'm not crazy. Cliff Brown's drive me crazy. Hey, that's actually... Well, it's probably already a shirt. So, that shirt's already around. Maybe I'll get it. Because this, this, this is absurd. I'm screaming in my house. I'm yelling in my house. I'm yelling. My brother is calling us. Yelling in the car on the way home. People are calling up to sports radio shows. Yelling. Cleveland sports guys are tweeting stuff out about, hey, it's not the play caller's fault. Well, it is. It's not the play caller's fault they couldn't do the play. Well, it's play caller's fault that they know that maybe these guys aren't the best at doing a certain defensive scheme or running a certain play or hitting a certain route. I get it. Hey, they're professionals. They should be able to do all that. But they're not. It's not Madden, bro. Cleveland Browns seem to drive a little bit. It's like the heat. These Cleveland Browns, everybody seems to go a little crazy when these Cleveland Browns are around. Man, what a disappointing day. Seriously. For the for those of you still listening to my to my ranting and and ramblings of a angered Cleveland Browns fan. Did you see the poster they put out for the game? Brendan, I'm talking to you now. I'm also talking to the people. This is for the people here. Can you put a picture of the poster up? Because what a what a horrible. Not a horrible. It's nicely made, right? It, it's It was made nicely and everything, but man, what an infuriating thing to look at especially after that loss i get the whole concept right brownies being ron burgundy you got nathan zagura playing um playing the producer got it but man what an especially after that what an infuriating thing to look at and here's the number one thing about that that infuriated me the most when I was looking at it after the game. Okay. I mean, I, mean, I get it. I, I know this. Those are two different scenes, by the way. They're, they're mixing two scenes into one. Uh, the one with Nathan's girl being the producer. And then the boy, that ex- escalated quickly. Uh, those are two completely different scenes that they put into one, by the way. Um, but watching, I was like... Looking at it, I, I, I was... Okay. I get it but they're not in san diego anymore now if this team was still in san diego i'd be like hey i I get it but the team's not in san diego team hasn't been in san diego for quite a few years so it doesn't really make any sense there's a lot of other los angeles things you could do but hey you know what Good for the intern that came up with that idea and got that made. 
hey, good for you. I get it. They used to be in San Diego. Ron Burgundy, Muni lot, boy, that escalated quickly. We get it, you know, whatever. After a game like that, I wanted to burn that thing on Main Street. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, does that game... Ooh. Just so many different plays. And and back to the... You, well, you never played. You never played ball. You never played ball. I came off the bench in the, in the fourth quarter after the team was either getting their ass kicked or they were winning. You don't know ball. Get out of here. Hey, I, I might not might not be a coach, but I certainly know a couple that would would call better plays. I don't know. Well, that that about wraps it up. I I wrote down the numbers that I was going to say, I was going to say instead of repeating myself a million times, but uh Never got into it. It's normally what Brendan's here for. If you know me, uh, time's a flat circle. Okay? There's really no such thing as time. Here we go. Passing. Jacoby Brissett, 21 of 34, 230 yards. One touchdown, one interceptions, zero sacks, and 80.8 quarterback rating. Not bad, considering if you didn't know how the game ended. Rushing, Nicholas Jamal Chubb, 14 attempts, 134 yards, two touchdowns. His longest run was 41 yards. I mean, fantastic. What can you say about the guy other than... Hey, when's that statue getting built? Rushing, Kareem Hunt. 11 attempts. 47 yards. One touchdown. His longest run was for 17. He wasn't getting the ball. He was getting the ball. He wasn't producing. They were stopping him. They were ready for the two-headed monster. Just uh, not so much the Nick Chubb part. Receiving... Leading is David Njoku, 6 of 6, 88 yards, 0 touchdowns, followed by Amari Cooper, 7 of 12, 76 yards, 1 touchdown. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's been kind of quiet this season. Uh, 4 completions out of 7 attempts, 50 yards, no touchdowns. Like I said, DPJ's just kind of there. That's, uh, but that's, that's why they got him. They knew he wasn't going to be, you know, he wasn't going to be Amari Cooper. He wasn't going to be Jarvis Landry or Odell. He's a perfect piece on this team. Once again, still like the guy, still, uh, see the worth in him. Still, uh, still like him. As a number three, they definitely need to make a move and get a number two receiver in there. Because DPJ is a great number three. DPJ is great to fill that role of Hollywood Higgins. 
he shouldn't have had to go from, okay, I'm going to have to fill Hollywood Higgins' role to jumping up and being like, all right, well, now I'm filling Odell's role as the number two because we all know that Odell was the number two. Jarvis was a clear favorite, clearly the better wide receiver, and we all know that. Kareem Hunt, three at three, 10 yards. I mean, just doing his thing, getting out there, moving the ball, even though it's 10 yards, whatever. That's what he's doing. Um, David Bell, 101, six yards. Not, not the numbers you want to look, not the numbers you're looking for out of a draft pick, but young guy, he's still out there. Um, I don't know. Maybe they need to work on the chemistry, whatnot. I see the potential in this guy on the team, and uh, I like that pickup. So overall, what we're what we're looking at here, folks, is clearly Jacoby Brissett, twenty-one and thirty-four, two hundred and thirty yards, touchdown, and a pick. Eighty percent quarterback rating, almost eighty-one. Hey, not bad, not fantastic, not blowing fish out of the water, but it's a it's a good those those are some good numbers. Granted, if you didn't know when the pick came, like I said, it's a first quarter pick, second quarter pick, hell, even a third quarter pick. Whatever, picks a pick. You don't want it to happen, but if it's happening early and you can bounce back, great. Having it on the goal line in the fourth quarter with time running out, not so not so good. And then obviously, like I said, Nick Chubb's Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's going to ball out. And when he posts that picture of Batman on his Instagram, you know it's go time and he's locked in. And he was locked in. Kareem Hunt, like I said, numbers weren't impressive. Numbers weren't fantastic. Could have been better, but... The Chargers seem to have been stopping him and not letting him excel and be be the number two, the um, the second head that that he should be, and we know he can be. So, so it it seems to be almost there, like GVR says. We almost always almost win, like their shirt says. It's ridiculous. This is. Not the. <laughs> I I was just hey. 2016 team, you knew they were gonna lose. You still watched to see like, hey, are they gonna get this win? 2017, same thing. Hey, they beat the Chargers that year, Christmas Eve. I was there. I was in the dog pound. I was down there with the boys. I was getting snowed on. We all went buck-ass wild, all 20 of us in the stadium when they won. It was snowing. It was Christmas Eve. Christmas came early. We all had a couple pops. It was a fun time, though. But in but those years, you knew they were going to be shit. You knew they were going to be trash. This year, it's it seemed different. It seemed different. Because we have the we have the guys we have, and we have uh, we had everything, and, and 
Jacoby's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. It's just those puzzle pieces. It's the puzzle pieces I talked about in the beginning that we just need to figure out. And and whether it's flipping the cushions or whether it's looking in the litter box, maybe it's taking the dog to the vet and checking and getting an x-ray, checking inside of the dog, seeing if the dog munched that up. I don't know, but the Cleveland Browns need to do something to figure it out, and they need to do something quick. And, and everybody's sitting there. Everybody can sit there and go, Oh, well, oh, well, we'll, uh, we'll go do this. We'll go do that. We'll wait till, wait till, uh, Deshaun Watson's back. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. We can always do that. But you know exactly what that sounds like to me. And it sounds like something that I've heard a lot. And you know what? I honestly hate hearing it, and I hate hearing the stupid-ass jokes about how it's the motto, the Cleveland Browns motto, the motto of Cleveland sports, the motto of Cleveland, Ohio, there's always next year. Jesus Christ, when is the next year going to be now? It was now in 16 with the Cleveland Cavaliers. It was almost now again in the fall of 16 with the Cleveland Indians. They're not the Indians anymore. My God. That's not. Oh, my God. Get over it. Just get over it. You're just living in the past. Shut up. You're the goddamn Cleveland Indians when I was born. They're the Cleveland Baseball Club now. That's a different conversation for a different day. But you know what? Congratulations to them. On moving to the ALDS. And uh, hey, much success to that guy because that is great for the city. And that's all that really matters. That's the nicest thing I will say about them. They have some good, nice, young talent. And they're doing great things for the city. And you know what? Love it. Love seeing it. Love seeing when any Cleveland thing excels and goes through. Except for maybe a couple things, like Machine Gun Kelly, or, uh, I don't know, some things like that. Those things are just annoying as hell. I'm gonna paint my nails now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint my nails and bleach my hair and wear mesh shirts and bang Megan Fox in public. Yeah, well, whatever. Brown signed that middle linebacker from the Atlanta Falcons, Dion. Blanking on his last name. Jones. Deion Jones. Duh. Deion Jones was signed, so at least Andrew Barry's out there. He's making moves. He's correcting what he maybe has messed up with trades or draft picks. Now that I say that, that's right. Anthony Walker's out. So, that's all I have. This has been another episode of Any Given Podcast. You've listened to me ramble for, congratulations, you've listened to me ramble officially for one hour, one minute, and 45 seconds. Probably longer than I should have went. A lot of repeating myself. 
A lot of forgetting to bring up the stats I wrote down. A lot of saying people should be fired. A lot of, uh, a lot of not making too much eye contact here with the camera. But that's because I, when I talk, I'm, I'm expressing myself. I'm, I'm moving around. I'm smirking. I'm rolling my eyes. I'm saying, hey, I don't got to look you in the eyes. I don't have to look you in the eyes. I got to look Brendan in the eyes. I don't got to look you in the eyes. Got it? <laughs> Jesus, Tony. Cleveland Browns football. My God, they can they can almost take you to the AFC Championship. Two two years later, you're two and three because of some boneheaded plays by a quarterback, by some missed field goals, by a young kicker, and just downright stupid plays by a guy who thinks he's smarter than any of you, Cleveland, Ohio. Just always remember that. Always remember that when you're listening to Kevin Stefanski talk in, in, in any of his press conferences. He's lying to you, and he's lying to your face, and he's telling you these same old stories because he thinks you're stupid. He doesn't think that you are intelligent enough to be like, hey, this guy sucks. This dude is ass. And and you know what? Even up to last year, I was I was kind of like, oh, blah, 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 okay. But you see the same mistakes happen this year. You're like, all right, this isn't Baker's injured. This isn't this or that or blah, blah, blah. This is just straight up. This guy is baloney. He's a fake. He's a fraud. He's a phony. And he also thinks he's smarter than you. He doesn't think you're intelligent enough to make decisions for yourself or you would even understand. You wouldn't understand. It's an Ivy League thing. <laughs> right, Andrew? <laughs> right, it's, a, it's an Ivy League thing. You guys are dumb. Just always remember that. And with that, I bid you farewell. God bless. Stay blessed.